First this evening, a word of gratitude and well wishes to all of our fathers and grandfathers here with us. Many thanks to your tremendous sacrifices and love that you show to us, your children. Thanks for all you do, and please know of our prayers for you this day. And also let's pray in a special way for any of our fathers who have gone to the Lord, who now rest in peace, that they may experience the fullness of God this very day in heaven. We also celebrate today as a church, Trinity Sunday, this first Sunday after Pentecost. And for those of you who maybe have heard this in the past, Pentecost, excuse me, Trinity Sunday, Trinity Sunday is known as the preacher's nightmare because the Trinity is a bit hard to offer any insights on in a seven-minute homily because it's a bit mysterious at times, sometimes seems a bit abstract, maybe a bit technical. So I've decided next year, without a doubt, the deacons are preaching this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to just take a pass and let Deacon Terry and the others give it a crack. But tonight you're stuck with me. So what I want to try to focus on on this Trinity Sunday are two basic questions. Question one, who is God? And question two, how does he live? Who is God and how does he live? Now you might be saying, Father, that sounds all nice and fine and dandy, but does that have any impact on my life? And it does, and here's why. You've learned since like the first grade that the human person is created in the image and likeness of God. So if we're truly created in God's image and likeness, and we can come to answer who God is, we can come to a deeper understanding of who we are. And if we can come to a deeper understanding of how God lives, we can come to understand at a deeper level how we're supposed to live. So first, who is God? At the most basic level, God is three. Not three gods, three persons. Three persons, one God. And I found out the last couple hours that it's usually helpful to explain this part if we can understand the difference between what a person is and what a nature is. Remember when I said this was challenging? <laughs> so stay with me. You can do it. What's a person and what's a nature? Because God is three persons, but he has one divine nature. What a person is can most easily be understood by asking the question, who is that? Well, that's Cheryl. That's John. That's Deacon Terry. It answers the question, who is that? Well, that's God the Father. That's God the Son. That's God the Holy Spirit. A person is who someone is. A nature is something a bit different. A nature answers the question, what is that? Well, that's a pew. That's an altar. That's a light fixture. That's someone sleeping. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> gotcha. Nature answers the question, what is that? Well, that's God. 
That's who that is. What a nature is, everyone, is essentially what something is in its very essence, its very being. As it's been said before, a nature is the isness of a thing. So when we're talking about God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, what it is is God. But who it is is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, if that doesn't help you at all, then just throw it away. If it helps you, then great. That's who God is. Now, how does God live? What we can do is we can look to Scripture to see how each person of the Holy Trinity lives. What God the Father has been doing for all of eternity is pouring forth his love into the world. That's what God does. He pours forth love, pours forth love, pours forth love. What God the Son does from all eternity is he receives love from the Father and offers it back. He receives love and offers it back. And that love between the Father and the Son is so real that it is a third eternal person because that exchange of love has been taking place for all of eternity. And since that's been happening for all eternity, we can say the Holy Spirit was not created, but it simply has been since forever. So, what we can then do, and this is pretty cool, is we can look to each person in the Trinity, and we can examine our own lives as a further indication of what you and I are supposed to be doing with our life. What God the Father does is he pours forth love. What you and I are supposed to do is pour forth love. What God the Son does is receive love and offer love back to the Father. What we're supposed to be doing is receiving love from God and offering it back to the Father. God the Holy Spirit is that love. We're meant to be that love for one another. We can pour forth love, we can receive love, and we can be love for each other. Now, the other thing I want to mention before I sit down is this. The fact that God has revealed himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is not just stuff I make up. It's not just stuff the church makes up. It's not just stuff that old men in Rome with pointy hats of varying colors sit down and make up. This is how God has revealed himself in Scripture to us. He has revealed himself as God the Father, as God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He has revealed himself as three eternal persons. And what that makes possible then, everyone, is a personal relationship with God. I know we hear ad nauseum, this personal relationship stuff. But you can't have a relationship with an idea, and God is not an idea. You cannot have a personal relationship with a concept, and God is not just a concept. You cannot have a personal relationship with a theory, and God is not just a theory. He's a person. And because he is three persons, you can have a personal relationship with him. The best quote I've ever heard on this goes like this. Encountering Jesus is like meeting the person you're going to marry. You are overwhelmed by this encounter 
And you cannot imagine going forward in life without that person. That's what it's like to meet God. That we meet him and we say, I can't imagine my life without him. I cannot imagine what my life would look like without God. May we continue, everyone, to have greater and greater and greater confidence that a personal relationship with Jesus, with God the Father, with the Holy Trinity is possible. He has made it possible. It's what we do at Mass. It's what we do when we pray. It's what we do right here, right now.